Welcome to Visibility Radio. I'm Kenneth Poir, and this program is entitled Just Why It Matters. We'll be talking to people who are subject experts as well as people who live with a vision impairment and other forms of disabilities. My guests and I will cover a range of topics including arts, sports, communications and a whole lot more. Anything that will make a difference to live a full life. So join us on Just Why It Matters. Welcome again to this episode of Just Why It Matters. And I'm your host, Kenneth Poir. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that touches every person with a disability. In fact, every person who decides to go out there and make a go of life. We're talking about career, we're talking about employment, and we're talking about building a sense of purpose in one's life. And I couldn't have asked for a better guest than Nilesh Makwana, who is Chief Executive Officer of an organization right here in Perth, Illuminant Solutions. Nilesh, welcome to Just Why It Matters. Thank you for having me, Kenneth. It's uh, great to be here with you and talk about certain topics which are close to our hearts, so I'm happy to be here. Fantastic, fantastic. Nilesh, I just want to start off with perhaps building a background of Illuminant Solutions. What is the organization about? Um, what sort of space in industry does it work in? Well, Illuminance is a technology firm in a common sense. <laughs> it's, it's a company with a purpose. The difference uh, in, in a in a business is is your people so we we are a tech firm we we deploy technological solutions but the people behind and the purpose behind the firm is the is what makes the organizations uh, stand out and and it's different and there's a driving force behind your organization's um, work and operations indeed 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 so we we are very much uh, like traditional uh, IT technology firm which provides uh, uh, great solutions for solving some of the organization's uh, process and, and IT challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way we go about it is is, is the difference uh, in, in the market. Yeah. Right. Now, you've got a team of people right here in Perth. How many people do you have in the organization at this point in time? Well, we do have uh, almost uh, 25 people uh, team, which includes uh, contractors. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, some of them are full-time employees. Some of them are flexible work arrangements and part-time, and, and some are uh, doing internships, uh, graduate internships with us. Great, wonderful. Now, I just want to ask another question which is related to the men of operations, team building or a team spirit. How do you establish a team given the fact that you've got such a diverse group of people? You know, you talk about interns, you talk about part-timers, you talk about contractors, you talk about full-time. Where does your team spirit come from well Kenneth if we, if you talk about the organization's uh, values and and uh, the founders also the directors in the business who has certain philosophy uh, the way they operate the way we operate we we believe in uh, uh, life is about living with a purpose and and if you can create a good environment for yourself where you can leave your purpose and, and you can add values to 
uh, organization as well as the client and, and the people you work with, uh, we want to create that opportunity for ourselves but also for the others in the organizations. So we came up with the uh, philosophy in the business that uh, you should allow people to have the sweet spots which makes them happy to come to work every day. Mm. And if they want to work uh, from home, they want to work uh, part-time, they want to do part-time studies with uh, with certain days at work, uh, they want to bring the kids at work, <laughs> uh, they, they want to start early and leave early, uh, all sorts of flexible work arrangements. Uh, if it's facilitated, then they, they're making a life which they feel comfortable for themselves mm. and in results they, they're adding value to the organizations as well because they feel happy about their work arrangement right right yeah um, now just going on you talked about them even having a child in the office and I had the privilege of visiting you sometime this year and we actually heard a, a little child in the office and you've made accommodation and adaptations to the organization for one of your staff members to even have her child with her and it seems like um, it was working pretty well because um, you saying that she was giving off her best because she knew that the security of a child was um, not compromised by her absence. Um, how do you actually incorporate that into the daily operations of your companies and its own commercial objectives? Well, from the business perspective, uh, you want a workforce who delivers on the promises, who delivers on their... Uh, uh, responsibility and and who are doing the job which they've been uh, tasked to do now if bringing a child at work gives them a peace of mind and also it's not affecting their uh, operation it, it, it's allowing them to do the job uh, in in a peaceful secure manner uh, as long as the end result is that they are doing the job mm-hmm. uh, and, and the child is playing along and, and uh, having a good time as well, uh, it serves the purpose. Yeah. It serves the purpose at individual level but also the organization's level. So we believe in uh, uh, helping and supporting any way we can as an organization to our team members who can uh, 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 be accommodated with the different needs. Right. But we expect the results and results to be uh, as a business side uh, uh, been delivered yeah. so so as long as they're doing the job and they they're driving the outcome mm-hmm. we we happy <laughs> as a business right yeah so you're actually looking for people with mature characters and not not necessarily mature in terms of age but a maturity in terms of character a sense of duty a sense of responsibility indeed if you if you really want to be a great uh, great doesn't mean big you, you don't need a large uh, number of employee to be great. Uh, you could be a small team, but you could still be great, right? Mm. So, so great doesn't mean big and big doesn't mean great. And if you have a handful of people who are driven by purpose and driven by sense of responsibility and they, they want to be held accountable to each other, but also for themselves and, and deliver on the promises, you, you want those team members in your organization. And that's, that's what makes the organizations great because you have a team of people who really wants to contribute who really wants to do something great where they feel that they're adding mm. uh, something to the team which uh, makes all of them great together right it sort of suggests this whole concept of empowerment um, and everybody wants to be able to walk 
at the end of the day, walk out the doors feeling like today I've accomplished something. Today I've done something with a sense of purpose um, for the last eight hours, or the last 10 hours, or the last six hours. How does that idea of empowerment work within the context of people with disability? You've got um, you've got individuals who have certain challenges, but you've seen past the challenges, you've looked at abilities, but how does empowerment sit within the organisation and how you see the organisation going forward? Well, look, um, the the business has certain leadership style and, and our leadership style is around karmic management mm-hmm. and servant leadership. So, so it comes from a two directors in the business who has a different faith mm-hmm. and one comes from a karmic karma management and one comes from a servant leaderships. Mm-hmm. And both of them have the values of uh, doing something good or great with their lives uh, and, and driven by a certain purpose. Right. And you want the organizations to be also have a purpose and uh, a values which it lives by. And then you want people in the organization who can also align with those values. Mm-hmm. And as long as the workforce is uh, uh, driven by certain purpose and values and they want to add uh, to the team spirit by, by bringing their skill sets and knowledge and expertise to put it to good use, they are welcome. Now, they can be with some disability. They could be male, female. They could be young, old. They could be different nationalities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. As long as they have a purpose and the drive and the passions to do something with the skill sets and knowledge they have, they are welcome. And it happened to be that we have some people with uh, disabilities in there, mm-hmm. but I just hired them because they have certain talent right. and, and they want to contribute to the organization's uh, uh, need uh, and, 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 and the client's uh, uh, need, which they, they have certain skill sets and knowledge they can contribute to, to solve certain problems. Uh, mm-hmm. If they have the drive, they want to contribute in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. we, we welcome them. Right. And and if they have the certain disabilities, they know how to go around it. They they know how to work around it. They 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 know how to overcome it already. Mm. Uh, you just have to open the door and let them do the job. <laughs> <laughs> now that's refreshing. Now it's it's very common that people submit their applications for a position. They've got to put in their resume or their CV, if we call it. And at the end of most CVs or resumes, there's always this thing called character references. When we look at the word character, what are we looking at? Um, do you use character more as your decision point, um, which helps you look past someone's disabilities and helps you to focus in on their abilities? What's your thoughts about that? Well, I think from our perspective, we look at people with uh, honesty. Mm-hmm. And if they being honest about themselves and what they want to do and in their life, what they want to achieve and, and uh, why they think that they want to be part of this organization, what they want to achieve being here with us, then our job is to facilitate that uh, purpose. Uh, and if their purpose is to use their skills and knowledge for the betterment of the society and uh, use the technical, which could be IT knowledge, to... Uh, make a positive difference out there, mm. then then we want them. But that character is, is you. You facil- You are almost like a facilitator. Mm. Uh, but 
it has to have it in them they have to have a drive and the passion right and an honesty mm-hmm. and if if they want to be honest with themselves and they say where they stand and where they want to be uh, and how we can facilitate that with a certain roles and and uh, responsibility mm-hmm. that we are happy to have them with, as a part of our team right right so so first thing we look for is is that whether they're being honest or not mm-hmm. mm. right which is um, a really good foundation for establishing one's character isn't it indeed and it starts with that right you 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 look at within in yourself mm-hmm. as as mahatma gandhi used to say be the change you wish to see in the world ah fantastic uh, and it starts within uh, and and if they are being that uh, uh, change within themselves and they're being honest then that reflects into the team and that the team reflects into the business and business lives by those values because people are living by those values and our business is about providing honest uh, ICT advisory service mm-hmm. and and if your organization wants to be that uh, business with with that honesty and integrity then then that has to be coming from your team and your people right. within the organization because business is made up of people yes Yeah you now you've spent quite a bit of time uh, in our previous conversations talking about people and why people is um why the people in the organization make will make the difference uh, for the organization for each other you've also talked about you know people who you've hired and you don't box them into their technical areas of expertise uh, let me elaborate um a programmer a programmer that's hired isn't necessarily confined to demonstrating his programming abilities you invite them to come forward and offer other talents that are probably unwritten in their CVs how have you been able to encourage that particularly for someone who maybe comes in with a physical challenge or a disability how do you communicate with these people and have them feel confident enough to come forward and say you know i've got this idea i've got this really good idea can you just have a listen how does that look what does that look like in your organization well it starts with myself i am i don't like to be boxed <laughs> yeah i don't like to be known for one thing yeah uh, i have many different skill sets and uh, ability to add uh, values in different ways and and if uh, people try to box me i don't like it mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not just a programmer, not just a project manager, not just a business person, not just a uh, you know business analyst. Uh, I, I have many different skill sets which I can offer in in different contexts. Mm. So I I don't like to be boxed, and and same way I don't want to box the people within the organization. So if mm. if they have a desire to be more on the front side of the business, which is around client engagement, then then we want to encourage that. If they want to sit behind the screen and and create some innovative uh, 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 solution products using using the technical knowledge, then then we would facilitate that too. It depends uh, on where they want to find their sweet spots, where they want to find comfort comfort zone. Mm. Uh, I I enjoy what I do, and I like uh, every day what I do with my day. And and the same has to be with the rest of the team member that they should come to work feeling that they were doing something meaningful and and enjoying what they're doing. Now, if uh, at some stage in their work uh, uh, life uh, they want to try something new, uh, why not? Uh, because once they find their sweet spots where where they really feel that now I'm using full capability and capacity of myself and 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 I'm being. uh best of myself mm-hmm. in that role 
then magic starts to happen right. because the moment people find what they love doing and 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 they love what they do and they do what they love mm. that that's where the magic starts to happen but it takes a time and sometimes in life we do certain jobs and and roles and duties which we do to keep the lights on yeah uh, but that's okay you, you do that sometimes it's necessary mm. but you should not stop to thrive and and look for that opportunity where you feel really uh, uh happy to be in that role right. and to find that happy spot sweet spot uh if if you have opportunity to do that uh, yourself then you should create the opportunity for others too so i i feel that i have found a sweet spot for myself and i enjoy what i do and and i like to offer the same to the team members and say hey come forward if you if you have a new ideas you you want to do something different than what your current role is mm. then we will try and accommodate that right. but at the end all that leads to uh, adding certain values in and and uh, capability and capacity into the organization which uh, as a business you can offer that outside to your client <laughs> mm. so so it has to relate back to what you do as an organization yeah uh, you can't suddenly be doing which is not your service offering or your 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 business offering <laughs> right so it has to still remain within the within the business and service offering it starts from within yeah right it's it's um very poignant because um a very wise person said you can't give to others what you yourself don't possess <laughs> <laughs> indeed 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 so i i feel that uh, uh if you are a uh an opportunate position where you have achieved something for yourself mm-hmm. uh, and now the responsibility lies in passing that on to the others and help others achieve the same that's great that's great now in doing this in in activating and animating that philosophy what sort of practical adaptations have you had to make in your operations to make that come alive well um we we look at the organization's need where uh there are certain skill sets are required mm-hmm. and as the organizations grow uh, as they get new challenges or clientele or projects then you you need to acquire a new capability and skill sets but you always try to build that internally first before you go out to acquire that as in when there is a need for the new role or new responsibility or new duties or new new job description you try and put it out to your internal team and say hey is anybody here wants to step up or do something new or or live up to this new role or challenge and and if the team member says yes i would like to give it a go then then you harness that internally first mm. uh, and then uh, you allow that person and support that person in in that new role if they are able to perform and do the justice to that new role it's is a great outcome if not then you have to be honest uh, Uh, within the organization and the, within the team members that uh, no this is not working out i think we have to uh, bring somebody new from outside uh, to fulfill that role and everything mm. but but in in practical sense uh, uh, as and when there is a new opportunity arise uh, you, you want to offer that to your existing team member first right right yeah. now coming back to specifically to someone with um, a disability and you've been brilliant in looking past the disability and actually focusing in on their ability um what's your experience been now that you have actually built an organization with that philosophy from our perspective as a business uh, you you want to have a workforce which uh, are driven by passion 
who, who wants to contribute in a meaningful way. And going back to that philosophy of karmic management, you want to do good to the people. You want to do good into the society. And, and if those team members also wants to uh, do the same and they want to add in a meaningful way, then they can be from various different backgrounds. They can be male, female, young, old, different nationality. They could be with people with disabilities. Uh, we don't want to box them. We don't want to stereotype them and mm-hmm. say, hey, uh, you are a person with a disability. That's why you are good at this job or you are not good at that job. Uh, uh, that's not the start of the conversation when, mm-hmm. when you're trying to get them on board. Right. The, the conversation is that what is it that you can really do good? Uh, how, how can you uh, contribute in, into this role in a meaningful way? And, and what skill sets and passion you have which you really want to use to create a, a sweet spot for yourself? And if you are able to facilitate that, then we want you. Right. And, 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 and if, if that all that can translate into a meaningful service to your client, uh, and the clients are feeling happy about receiving that services from your team members who happen to be people with a disability, then it's okay, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it doesn't really matter uh, as long as is they're leaving the purpose and, and, and they're using the skills and knowledge in a meaningful way and we are able to facilitate that. Uh, that's the happy partnership at, for everybody, client, your, yourself as a company, organizations who are employing and also as for the employee and the individual team members. Mm. Mm. You know, Nilesh, um, we've talked about this whole thing, which is supposedly um, incorporated into most large organizations called corporate social responsibility. But I think you and I both agree that sometimes it seems to be compartmentalized and isolated in one part of the organization. It's talked about, it's done, but does it really permeate through all aspects of the organization's operations. Do you think an organization like yours who has taken on your philosophy of giving everyone a fair go, do you think it gives that organization an advantage in the space it's operating in? Yeah, look, the world we live in now uh, where businesses are trying to be more and more socially conscious. So so they, they really want to have a social uh, license to operate as a part of the DNA of, mm. of the business. Uh, CSR used to be a separate department, but now that doesn't exist in, in, in today's world. Uh, uh, you, your business has to be socially responsible. Uh, you, you have to have services and products and business process which are keeping in mind all the stakeholders' uh, interest. Uh, you are uh, being a, a business which is contributing positively into the community and society. And everything you do has a, has a, a socially responsible uh, uh, Object. outcome, objective. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, we as an organization uh, believe that we exist to serve Western Australia. We exist to serve the society and community we operate in here. And as an individual director in the business, we also feel that our life is all about doing meaningful contribution to the society using our knowledge and skill sets we have. So you you do not need a separate CSR. You do not need to have a, a separate service offering or, or a contribution or donation mechanism where you feel that you, you made certain money, now you have to donate. Uh, but... If as a business as a whole in your DNA, you, you are being socially responsible, 
then then it's just the business as usual it seems like it would be a, a natural part of doing business for you then that's right and uh, i believe that as an individual and as a business uh, uh, you have to understand where that philosophy comes from uh, it's the leaders and the people behind the business who makes that happen so when we talk about business not being socially responsible in in reality we saying that people within the business are not being <laughs> socially responsible the leaders in the business are not living that philosophy so we 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 can't separate the leaders and the business and the people and the team separate from the business itself right mm. yeah, they are the business they are the people are the business in there right, right. businesses are made up of people yes. and and the business philosophy and dna and, and the Uh, uh culture it's made up of the leaders in the business who believe in something in their own personal life which they bring to their roles and 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 they, that's what they brings to the business mm. so if if you don't focus on the leaders of the business right. and the people behind the business and if they don't have a certain philosophy then how can it reflect into the organization's philosophy right very good mm. very good now um as we come to the end of our conversation what sort of advice would you give other employees out there who are perhaps maybe contemplating the idea of hiring someone who may have a disability or maybe sort of struggling with the dilemma should i you know sh- should i look past this person's disability because this person's got drives got commitment got skills got talents what would your piece of advice be to that employer well i think the answers lies within your question is that you are looking for people with talent you are looking for people with passion and drive and commitment and also the desire for them to contribute so they happen to have certain disability <laughs> uh they happen to have certain background or culture or the age or or the gender uh, but if they have that passion if they have the talent and and they want to have opportunity to work and showcase that they can contribute then all the other factors should not be a factors <laughs> yeah uh, so as a employer employer you you don't want to start conversation by oh you are a person with disability what can you do mm. or the other question should be for the organization is that okay you have this talent you have this skill sets uh whether it fits our organization's need and and uh, the role we want to try to fulfill and if you meet that requirement then we want to facilitate that work environment where you feel safe and secure to work and and if you have certain disability which you need to have some special arrangement then we happy to make that arrangement but that's that's the not the driving force behind the hiring some people because they have the disability you hiring them because they have certain talent which which meets the requirement of the job and and they are able to add in a meaningful way into into that role uh, and if they have certain disability fine we will try and facilitate that uh, in a way which helps you to do your job mm-hmm. but but that should not be the factor for hiring it so we when when we looking for people we not looking for people that they have to be male female of certain culture or or background or, or age group or, or with disabilities uh, we looking for people with the passion and the drive and the talent and and that should be what organization should be looking for when looking hiring people and and second last thing i, I would like to say is that you have to look at if their values and your organization values are aligned 
And and if your values are aligned and that person believes in the same philosophy at what you are about as an organization, then all the other factors doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Because, right. Because your purpose and values are aligned. And then skill sets and talent is able to facilitate that role uh, responsibilities. Mm. And then all the other factors can be uh, taken care. Fabulous. Fabulous. Mm. On that note, I want to thank you, Nilesh Makwana, who is CEO of Illuminance Solutions right here in Perth. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for daring to be different, for giving everyone a fair go, um, and for your courage and honesty. Well, thank you, Kenneth, for having us. And uh, I... Uh, wish you good luck with uh, this meaningful way you're doing with visibility and continue to support people who really wants to uh, have a have a chance to prove themselves out there and i believe your your show as well as the organization visibility is doing some amazing work so good luck and thank you for having me thank you very much and on that note i want to thank all of you out there who have been following us listening to these episodes and that's just why it matters. On behalf of Visibility Radio On Demand, this is Kenneth Poir signing out. This episode of Just Why It Matters was edited by Keith Tan.